Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, Honky, and I'm with Mac. What's up, guys? Got a special guest on tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, going to get some uh, updates on the spring game, and uh, can't wait to get started. Yeah. Uh, and I'm with Boomer. Uh, excited to announce we've come to some uh, new terms with uh, Redcast Honky's contract restructuring. He is taking a pay cut for the next season, but we do have more of an incentive-laden contract. He has to hit seven podcasts this year and about 25 hot takes. So, And then we'll look at that. If, do I have Brian Ferentz's uh, uh, agent, Boomer? Yeah, you do, actually, strangely enough. That's, nice. That's where you're getting that. Okay. And I'm with uh, Redcast Rob. And one thing I would like to add to that is no other podcasts are allowed to comment on anything that we say as far as Honky's contract goes. And if they do, they will be blocked, and I will still cry about it later on Twitter. Okay. I think you're directing that probably at someone. I don't know. But yeah, anywho, yeah, it does. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we want to welcome back to uh, to the Redcast a, a personal friend of ours, uh, Tyler Kai, Associate Athletic Director at Nebraska for Leadership Gifts and uh, Capital Projects. How are things going, Tyler? Things are going well. Thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. It's been, uh, it's been fun not only getting to know you guys off the Redcast, but being back and looking forward to our conversation tonight. Absolutely. Well, for those Redcasters that uh, they might not be familiar as we are with what you do, uh, can you tell them a little bit more about yourself and what your role is at Nebraska? Yeah, so I, I think I may have the record for the longest title in all of college athletics. Um, <laughs> it even it took – you had to have a mid mid title breath there, Honky, as you are talking <laughs> about it. Uh, so my title is Associate Athletic Director of Leadership Gifts and Capital Projects. Basically what that means is uh, I'm a fundraiser, so – I am charged with generating revenue uh, for the department through private donor support. So I go travel around, uh, visit with donors, um, try to find ways to get them connected to the department and, and, uh, and support us. Uh, that comes in a variety of things, right? So we have a lot of priorities. The top priority right now is the Go Big campaign, um, but we have several other things that we have people to, to give to. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter a little bit, you'll see uh, Redcast Rob and I talking about me always carrying a pen because you never know when a donor wants to write a check or uh, you need to write <laughs> some information. So um, that's a little bit of what, about what I do. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned uh, the Go Big Project, and we're going to get to that in, in just a second. Before we do, I just want to go over a couple of our upcoming shows and sponsors that we have. Uh, tomorrow night, Troy Dumas, uh, all-conference linebacker, national champ from 1994, and Husker fan. He will be on the, the fan forum. So that's tomorrow, Tuesday, February 7th at 8 p.m., Next Wednesday at 8 p.m. also Central, we have uh, Adam McClintock, co-founder of Matrix Analytical and a college football consultant to head coaches, athletic directors, and football ops personnel. That's quite a long title. That's a, that, that's a long one, too. That, that's that's right up there with Tyler's. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> next one here, this one, week. This one we want to definitely go over with you, Redcasters, is that we have a new Redcast store. We just launched it yesterday. This uh, QR code up here actually works goes oh, wow. directly to it and and we've got some cool new hats and shirts and sweatshirts and all kinds of gear on this uh so smack and smooch our partners over there shane and laura over in elwood uh cool. they, they got this set up here so you can go to our description like on our social media you can click on the link or use this qr code go over there and, and we'd love to have you you know get some redcast gear uh and there's a lot of good stuff out there so uh, can, I, can i add something to that too honky mm -hmm. 
Um, one of the things that Shane has mentioned to me too is that if you find something Redcasters that you want to put the Redcast logo on, you can actually reach out to him. If you find something like I don't know, a smock, um, you can uh, reach out to Shane oh and God. he will find it for you, give you some pricing on what that would cost, and he'd be more than happy to put that logo on there for you too. Yeah, here's some of the photos. The he got a couple of really cool, like sweet hats now mm -hmm. that that are new that he just got, and then there's the koozies and there's different sweatshirts and like you know golf shirts and stuff. I don't know. Whatever the devil the kids are wearing these Whatever days. Whatever the devil. Uh, next up is Glow Big Red. Uh, we wanted to, to highlight this. This is February 15th and 16th. Uh, let's give, share, and glow like never before. Uh, it's uh, 24 hours of Husker giving. And uh, you can do this. I, Tyler, I believe you can do this for athletics as well, right? So it's, it's academics, but also athletic side of, of the university, correct? That is absolutely right. So it's it's really a priority for the entire university. Uh, so every school unit um, has an opportunity to raise money. Um, specifically in athletics, we're going to be raising money for our invest fund. So all of these these dollars go as an academic benefit for our student athletes. So that's what we're going to be raising money for for uh, 24 hours and it starts on the 15th. We've got some really cool, unique uh, challenges that we're also going to be doing throughout the day. So stay tuned for that as well. Globigred.unl.edu. Uh, next up, Alumni Hall, two Lincoln oh. locations, downtown 1120 P Street and South Point Pavilions behind Barnes & Noble. And uh, just stopped over there the other week and, and bought a, another flag and got oh. some more pipeline jerky. And actually, I should highlight that, pipeline jerky. You can go to pipeline-jerky.com, use Redcast to get 10% off. And uh, that money goes directly to uh, offensive linemen that are on that uh, that collective or that, that, you know, creating that great product there. That's where it all starts, right up front. That's where it starts. And last but not least, the promo code REDCAST at, at HailVarsity.com slash subscribe. Uh, go get yourself a subscribe to Hail Varsity and, yeah. and get 10% off of that. You can go to Hail Varsity Club, then get 10% off your meals and drinks there with that uh, uh, subscription. So oh, that's kind of nice. It's like an Amazon Prime membership. It is. It is very all much right. so. Well, anyways, uh, so Tyler, great to have you back here. We had you on for the first time a year ago. Uh, we always start here with two weeks of the week, and I think this is a good way to get us going. We mentioned you are a friend of the, the Redcast, and here are some tweets we've done over the last year with you. And, and I just want to say you've been just outstanding. Uh, you know, first off here, there's a photo with you, me, Mac, and uh, and then this Brett Ciancia pick six oh, previews. Yeah, that's great. So a Heisman voter, you know, he's an, mm -hmm. on the All-American team and everything, or, or voter. voter for mm -hmm. one of the All-American teams. And he contacts me. It was the Oklahoma weekend, and he's down in town. On Friday afternoon, he's like, gosh, you know, it'd be really cool if I could just come in, see the stadium, maybe see a few things. You know, could you walk me around, you yeah. know, whatever I can get access to? And I'm like, well, I got my guy, Tyler. Let me see what I can do. And and I'm telling you, Tyler, within 30 minutes on a on a day before a, a football game weekend, you know, he answers right away. He's like, yeah, I'm, 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 I think you're at home or you're off campus, but you're like, I can be back in 30 minutes. And holy smokes, man, gives us a, a, a tour. And Brett talks about it to this day. I was texting with him today, and he's going to be oh, watching this. Yeah. And Brett, that was awesome. He called it one of the top experiences he had this whole season. That's awesome. Well, we even got to see him, too, uh, in Rutgers. So when we went to the Rutgers game, oh, cool. he was in on the sideline. So it was pretty fun to be able to reconnect with him there, too. Yeah, man, that was actually that was actually a great, great weekend. And I, I was going to tell you thank you for that, too, because uh, you and I, we got to have dinner together. And then the, then the next night, we just kept running into each other on the field. And Brett was yeah. standing there with us. And we're, like, hanging out. And, like, Trev is, like, six feet away. And. It was it was very surreal for for me, but but yeah, it was it was awesome. You're you're an excellent Husker ambassador, that's for sure. Yeah, well, here are those here are those tweets from uh, Redcast Rob. 
the night before the Rutgers game there in NYC. And also you gave another tour, and this is when Rob's son came down for the Wisconsin weekend, gave us a full tour of that. And, and, and so there, there we are. And I also wanted to highlight a couple of the other guys there, a couple of guys from your crew, Sam Laughlin yeah. and Kyle Bolig were with us there at the, uh, that's at the rail yard. And that's the weekend that Dave and Boomer had the press passes to go to, uh, it was the Georgia Southern weekend, but uh, they got to go up there and, and uh, the red cast was, was official. We were press for the weekend. So it was kind of cool. That was a lot of fun there. Well, and we need to pause and say, I've got a pretty cool job, don't I? Right. We just talked about a couple of things that I've got access to, like showing people our facilities. It might be one of my most favorite things to do because we have unbelievable facilities. Um, we have such a unique tradition. Everywhere you turn in the facility is, is uh, an archive of some type of piece of history. And it's just it's pretty neat. I've got a really good job. Uh, then I get to travel around and see people all over the country going to New York City, seeing Oscars in New York City. I was in Florida two weeks ago. Uh, not to brag, the weather was pretty fantastic. Um, <laughs> but it's, there's Huskers everywhere, and I guess what, what I enjoy most about my job is being able to showcase that um, and show off and, and really brag about what we have because of the people that help us um, do what we do. So it's, it's a fun job. Well, you mentioned the facilities that we have, and, and the next tweet of the week will get us into our first segment that we'll get we'll start talking about. But this was from a couple of weeks ago. The, the Huskers account, the football account, sent it out building for the future. And there was a, a video of the kind of the walkthrough of the, the new facility up north. Um, I posted this today because I just noticed on Google Earth, they just yeah. have it updated, like literally in the last week, they updated it now where you can start to see from aerial view, yeah. the, the new facility up north getting built. It's probably about a month or two old, uh, these uh, graphics. But anyways, you can kind of see what the footprint looks like up there. But uh, I think it's a perfect, uh, you know, transition into this. And mm -hmm. Uh, last week we had Sipple on and we tried to come up with like kind of a neat idea. What did we call it? We called it quick, quick sips. sips. Well, so Tyler Kai, Cobra Kai, totally. uh, wax on, wax off with Tyler Kai. And we found the, uh, the, you know, the font here for the Tyler Kai. Uh, so kind of cool here, but I think it's brilliant. Number one, give us an update on the go big project, North stadium construction while you're talking uh, I'm going to just run the, the video in the background here of the facility. And so you can chat and just as this is kind of going. Yeah, perfect. Uh, well, I guess for those who don't know, it's a 315,000 square foot facility. Uh, it will be the home of, of our football program. Um, but in addition to that, the main floor of the building, as you're seeing right now, literally was the academic center. We're also going to have a state-of-the-art academic center and state-of-the-art training table that will service all of our student-athletes. Uh, so every student athlete will benefit from this facility. Um, and it's really, every piece has been designed to be about development. Uh, so what we look for is uh, how do we cut down on, on the time a student athlete may be going from class into the training table or into seeing academic advisors. So even the location of the facility was a top priority. Uh, currently our training table and our um, academic center on the west side of Memorial Stadium it may not seem like it's a very far distance from central campus or from the, the main part of the of, of city campus, but walking all the way around the stadium, it takes time. So moving this facility to the northeast corner, uh, students can walk right out of the brand new business building, right across lot 12 in the horseshoe and walk right in to grab something to eat, meet with a tutor. So that I think is first and foremost, really, really important. But then when you start to even dive deeper into the project, um, 
from the moment that our, our football team steps off the practice fields uh, there on the north end by the Hawks Championship Center into a recovery wing, into sports medicine, uh, into the locker room, dropping off their equipment, uh, any of that. All of that has been thought of step by step. So there is no wasted time, no wasted energy. Um, it is constantly, uh, that was a constant priority for how we developed the facility. Uh, fundraising has been really, really strong. Um, this is really the first facility that we will take any type of uh, debt on. Uh, so that is a, a new and uncharted waters for us, but we have a pretty aggressive repayment plan on that debt. Uh, any contributions that folks make um, will continue to go towards that facilities fund. Um, there is still opportunities for people to, to support the project. And I would really encourage anybody, if you, if you want to help, please help. Um, and I think any gift of any size really matters. We've had folks that send in $100 all the way up to several millions of dollars. So it takes all of us to really help um, ensure that this facility is completed and is completed right, because uh, it is an investment in our future. So I think that's, that's really important that, um, and we talked a little bit about this on last year's show, so I encourage you to go back and look at last year's show. The facilities have been such a top priority of athletics departments over the years. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves and changes with name, image, and likeness, and, and just the, mm -hmm. I think the appetite for that. Um, so we're really happy that we sort of bookended um, a lot of that facilities arms race, if you will. So we've been able to see what a lot of people have put into their facilities in the last five to 10 years, and uh, we've implemented in these facilities. There's also things in this facility that I've literally never seen anywhere else. So when I tell you we have taken um, a very, very aggressive stance on what it will take to develop our kids, um, our, our teams, um, we're trying to do the best we possibly can. That's expensive. Um, and I think the best part about this is uh, it has been um, something a lot of our donors have taken a lot of pride in and supporting. Um, I think they understand the importance of building facilities and, and development, what that means to our football program and the history of, of our football program. Um, so this facility is, is really a testament to the generosity of our fans uh, in the commitment and ownership that our supporters have in ensuring we've got not only a top tier football program, but a top tier student athlete experience for every student athlete that comes to Nebraska. And honestly, you know, when you think about one of Coach Rule's big things he talks about is recovery and, and the mm -hmm. health side of things for, for his football program. That's something he's, he's really focused on. And uh, I was listening uh, to Dr. Susan Elsa on another podcast this week, and she was talking about how, you know, you hear it a lot, but it's really going to be the premier facility in college football. It really is going to be that. And when she when she was almost talking about it, like she couldn't believe how good it was going to be up here, you know. And I, I think that can't be understated because it is kind of an arms race for facilities right now. And and Nebraska's always sort of prided itself on being one of those top programs and everything like that. But I mean, it really is going to be. You're talking about somebody coming from Texas, so you're not going to wow them easily with facilities and, mm -hmm. and infrastructure and whatever, because, you know, Texas is, Texas is football, especially from the high school level, but she was very, very impressed with what we're doing. And I wonder sometimes about like the enticement of getting coach rule to, because it was always going to be a hard get to get him to come out of retirement or whatever he was in. What do you recall that what he was in? But uh, that had to have been a big part for him, seeing what we were doing, the investment in that program yeah, to, to, to show what we're looking at and going forward. I, I think it surprises outsiders a little bit sometimes about, you know, the record hasn't been what it should be, but the interest and the focus and the desire has never waned. And I think this, well, this, I think this whole right. facility re reflects that. 
you're absolutely right, Mac. It's it's really this is about and again. I've said it. It's an investment in our future, and it's a commitment to making um, Nebraska football elite. It really is. I mean, it's that's really the premise of this facility. It's a massive building. It's 315,000 square feet. That seems wild. Um, and when you see even this image of, of, you know, from Google Earth, it's a big footprint of a facility. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why it's important for me to even say every piece of it has been thought of strategically, right? We're trying to maximize the square feet that we have. Um, bigger isn't better, right? It's, it's how you use those square feet or how much you use that square feet and, and what you are doing to try to incorporate recovery into that, that flow after practice. Right. There are minutes that are critical from the time that these guys step off the field to when we want them to get them in the cold tubs to when we want them to go and see a trainer if they need to do any type of rehabilitation work. Um, all of that is has been thought out. And, and I think that's probably the most impressive thing that is about this facility is uh, is how strategic we have tried to be. Mm-hmm. And um, the investment will be worth it. It really will. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. Can you know one thing? I think we can talk about it a little bit because it, I've heard it, you know, be announced is that they have that area that where the windows are going to overlook the, and it's that open wall like with the the screen. I don't know what you call. What do they call that? Like the it, it's we're one of the first ones to have it. Certainly one of the largest ones of these rooms. But like you can basically be be standing up against the wall and seeing like life size video and 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 be like practicing up against a wall essentially. So what what does that look like? What's that called? And and you know. How cool is it that we have that? Yeah, there's so that's one of the things too that we have that I have not seen in any other facility, especially at the size that we have. So there's some there's some professional teams and college teams that have a similar layout, um, and it's called a couple different things. I call it the walkthrough room. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. exactly the term. Um, they may call it something different, but the thought here is it's basically a, t- a teaching lab. So the guys can go straight from the auditorium um, where they're sitting in a chair watching film to walking out those doors, going into that walkthrough room and be able to, to line up against the front and be able to watch film and move um, with the film. So it's intended to get the guys active and um, being able to, to really walk through different coverages or different scheme in real time. Uh, so other, other people have called it a teaching lab. Uh, so that, that's really one way to look at it is it's taking that lab part of teaching um, so these guys can can really get a full grasp of it by getting immersed into yeah. that type of, yeah, yeah. of environment. So the fact that we have a, a large, um, you know, 30 yards to be able to do that is much different than I've seen. I think some of the other walkthrough rooms that I've seen have, have really been only 10 to 15 yards. So it's it, again, this is this is about the future. You never need less square feet. You will always need more square right. feet. And so mm-hmm. thinking about. Um, you know, if the Dallas Cowboys have a 10 yard one, well, wouldn't they probably want a 30 or 40, right? Wouldn't they want <laughs> right. to have a little bit more space to be able to do mm-hmm. some things in here? If they ever needed to, to throw, wouldn't they want it to be tall enough ceilings that you could actually throw? So it's, it's trying to think about with as big as this is and how, how the price tag is being $165 million, how do we ensure that it stands the test of time and we put some things in here that we can grow into? So this is one of those spaces. You know, I was just gonna say I love I love that idea. So it's basically for like Star Trek fans out there. It's like a holodeck. That's what it sounds like. But uh, uh, you know, and it's funny too because you talk a walkthrough, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Coach Bush was on with a uh, Sipple uh, last week, and they were talking about having a championship walkthrough for the Iowa game, and and how he, he said that was the you could tell 
during that part how it was going to be a different kind of game. And you, anything you can do to enhance that apparently is very good. You know, so I'm all about it. You know, like whatever, yeah. it, whatever we can do, whatever we can pour into the program to make it more successful. That's all you'd have to do to justify it to Husker fans. I guarantee it. <laughs> if we start looking stronger, tougher, more disciplined, executing, then. I don't really care what the price tag was. I really don't. Well, know? this is all about it's all about the performance. Sure. That, this entire center is that whether it's the doubling of the size of the weight room or it's the recovery, like you're talking about. Um, I've heard, or I've seen a little bit on on social media back and forth. People aren't sure when this is opening. Timeline is this summer. Is that that's still correct? Wow. Yeah, we're shooting for that as much as we possibly can. It's it's a big facility. There's a lot of spaces in this, so our hope is to try to prioritize getting. The, uh, the football-centered space is done first, uh, so we don't disrupt the football team as they're trying to get into the, to the space. So that's the plan. I mean, it really is. We've got – the other thing that's really good is we've got a lot of people that are working really hard that are also Huskers and take a lot of pride in the building. So utilizing a lot of local um, contractors and, and staff helps ensure that they, they really take a lot of pride in, in getting it done. So I know they're, they're working very, very hard. Um, so I don't know the exact timeline, but our priority would be to try to get in before the start of the fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously the it's facility for the players, for the, uh, you know, for performance base, but there's also going to be areas of it for fans and, uh, explain some of the fan amenities that we can expect when this opens. Yeah. So the front entry, um, probably the most prominent video or, or image that you will see is this space right here. Uh, so this is, is intended to be a fan-facing space, so a Hall of Fame, if you will. They'll have archives in it, um, you know, artifacts that you can look at. Um, the way that the, the technology that I've seen or that we've talked about in concept, uh, we'll see how it actually ends up coming together. Uh, but it would be similar to what you see in the uh, Cockball Hall of Fame down in Atlanta. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Where it's interactive, where you can oh, come up with a place to be able to see some of the people that you want to see, pull up some of the information you want. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the hope here is that it's very, it's very technical. Um, we have a lot of history and it's hard to find a big enough space to be able to display all of it. So digitizing some of those things and, mm -hmm. and artifact would probably be what we want to do. Uh, but that's still in concept, right? So a lot of, one of my phrases that I always like to say is ideas are easy, executions, everything. Mm -hmm. So you have to really come up with the best way to display these things and, and lay it out in a way. But, our hope is uh, that would replace the North Stadium lobby where we have mm -hmm. those places with, with trophies um, and, and, you know, some of, of Coach Osborne's artifacts and, and um, Bob Devaney's jacket. All of that would hopefully nice. go into the new space, uh, which I'm also excited about because we if anyone's ever tried to get into that space, the North lobby on game day, we shut it down because it turns into a premium entrance for our North suite holders. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully by moving this into a new space. Uh, fans could access that really Monday through Friday as well as Saturday throughout the game. So it would not be shut off to, to fans. So Size-wise, size size how big is, is the new space going to be compared to what that uh, lobby right now looks like? You know, Rob, that's a great question. I do not know the square feet, but it's probably – three or four times the size of what we have in the North Hall. Okay. Cause there's a lot of cool stuff in there right now. And obviously, and we've talked about it before when, when you uh, have given us a tour about how there's like literal like storage spaces, just full of things in there that, you know, people haven't seen for like 60 years, 70 years and, and that you're going right. to be pulling a lot of that stuff out and putting it on display, which is awesome. So. Absolutely. 
Um, well, the Heisman's Heisman trophies will be prominently displayed as well. Um, the national championship trophies will be prominently displayed. So there's there's some things that um, I think will be real showstoppers once it's all done. Yeah, if it, you mentioned. Oh, sorry, so what go, are the future go, plans for like the, the vacated spaces in the stadium? Like well, no, boom, that's we're gonna get to that. That's that's gonna that? be the next okay. segment. So we're we gotta stay we gotta stay in the north side here and then the vacated is gonna we be can the, do next the north part. side too. Heck. Yeah, stay yeah. um, but um if if you mentioned the college football hall of fame and anyone that's ever been in there, I mean that is you walk in there, you type into a, a kiosk your school, and they have a wall of hundreds um, of helmets. And all of a sudden, if you type in Nebraska, the Nebraska helmet lights up. Then you walk through the entire facility, and it reads it reads your card. And if you're walking into a Heisman room, suddenly Johnny the Jet oh, and wow. Mike Rozier's Heisman is what highlights. If you're in the Hall of Fame area, your people show up. You oh, know, that's cool. your Outland War. I mean, it's it's customized to you. Um, I can't say it's going to be exactly like that, but just even the thought that it could have elements of anything like that or any any of that kind of digitalization to it is, is super cool. Um, the last question I'll ask, and then I, I do want to get to what Boomer just said, and we'll do that here in part two. Um, the last question is, with this new facility, do you know anything about the tunnel walk yet? The new tunnel walk, would it change to that side, or do you have any information yet on that? I do not. Uh, I know it's a, it's a top priority for everybody to, to think about how all of that works. Um, I know that there's been conversations of, of what we would plan to do, um, but I don't know if there's if there's been any decision that's been made. Uh, so I don't have any information on that. Um, I know that if, if there is a significant change, you better believe we'll communicate it. It's a top piece <laughs> of the fan experience that we want to remain intact and, and try to be thoughtful about that. Um, but I don't have any information, unfortunately, hockey to be able to share. So I have one last question on the Hall of Fame port too: okay. is will there be an allotted space in in that lobby or in that Hall of Fame area for the uh, Go Big Redcast podcast, being like the greatest Husker podcast in the history of Husker football? Let me see if that's in this in the schematics, uh, Rob. I can get back to you on that. Okay, thank we'll you. Be in the basement, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll text. I'll text you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't spend. I wouldn't raise an extra penny for that if I was you. <laughs> there's, there's greater needs, but we appreciate that. Well, let's move on to number two here of the wax on, wax off of Tyler Guy, and this is I. It, I said South Stadium discuss, but really this is the rest of the stadium. And Husker fans, as we've learned anything on social media and doing the show, they love hearing about Memorial Stadium. We just focused a lot on the whole new Go Big project. Mm -hmm. So now this moves on to South Stadium. And also what Boomer just talked about is that all the stuff that was in West Stadium or North Stadium that's moving into the new new area, that's now new space for you guys to repurpose some some other way. So I, I call this South Stadium Discuss, but really this is the rest of Memorial Stadium. And let's start with what Boomer asked there. So Boomer, you ask it and, and we'll move on. Yeah, just the question was with all that space that is being vacated, the the old training table, the North Stadium area, What is there a plan already in place for that or is it still in, under discussion what, what they hope to do with it all? Yes, yeah, so still under under discussion. So this is a part of um, even the fan survey we sent out over a year ago, asking what folks experience they're looking for in, in Memorial. Um, you know, do you want more premium seating? Um, you know, I, I recall everyone probably remembers that survey. So mm. the, the thought is, is that was step one of many um, to think about what we plan to do to modernize Memorial Stadium. Memorial Stadium turns 100 years this upcoming year. Uh, so it's a big it's a big moment, um, and uh, there's, this is a big transition 
things have changed a lot in a hundred years when it comes to, to how stadiums are constructed and, and what types of fan experience folks are looking for. So the vacated square feet is close to a hundred thousand square feet. Uh, that's a lot of square feet in Memorial Stadium to repurpose. Uh, the last thing that we wanted to do was to make a decision on one of those spaces that may or may not make sense with the entire modernization plan. Mm -hmm. So my anticipation would be you would not see a significant change in those vacated spaces until we have more of a holistic understanding of what the modernization of Memorial Stadium will be, uh, which hopefully will be coming soon. Um, Trev has outlined a few things within that. Um, and I think that we should all be very confident that the plan will be very aggressive. It's also going to be very, very thoughtful. Um, we all understand how important Memorial Stadium is to every Nebraskan and every Husker. In fact, we call it the museum of the state, right? It's an icon. And so um, ensuring that we don't make a decision that uh, wouldn't make sense for the rest of the space. I do anticipate some of those spaces right now, all of them are our internal facing, right? The weight room, football coaches' offices, training table, academic center. Some of those probably would be turning into fan facing spaces. Uh, so that's why that survey was so important. We wanted to understand do you want a club? Um, what would happen if we did put in a restaurant? What would happen if we had shops available for folks to be able to come into the stadium? Yeah. Uh, do we need a Hall of Fame? I mean, what, what does all of this look like, right? We're still in the, the concept phase of what that looks like. Um, but I'm confident very soon you'll, you'll start to get some more information about what we plan to do. Tyler, one of the things, uh, uh, like I said, you've been the friend of the Redcast, and you have you helped me last summer when I was on vacation in Tennessee. You helped me get uh, a tour of their stadium. So I, it gave me an opportunity to go into an, an SEC stadium, 100,000 seats, which was actually dipping underneath 100,000. They didn't want to tell people that there. But uh, some of the new amenities they were doing, they took out some seats to add those amenities, and that's just part of it. Um, it was fascinating to see some of the things that they're doing, how they've repurposed some areas and, and put clubs in spaces that didn't used to be you know, intended for that. Um, what are some of the things you're seeing across the country? You mentioned uh, restaurants. You know, are you seeing restaurants? Are you seeing hotels? Are you seeing you know, clubs? What, what are the things that are going into places, uh, you know, new and old stadiums all across the country? Yeah, it's, they're getting smaller, uh, more amenities, and they're getting smaller. You look at any of the NFL stadiums that are new, it's, it's a lot of chairback cushion seats. Um, there's club spaces that are associated with your seats. There's also club spaces that I would consider almost like a Delta lounge or an Admiral's club, right? So you don't actually have a seat attached to it, but you can purchase additional access into those club areas. Um, we've said this for several years in college athletics. We're in constant competition with the living room. You've got a fridge full of food, <laughs> beer, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You've got short lines of the restrooms. You don't have to wait in traffic. Um, if you wanted to, you could go in the backyard and grill and, and tailgate, right, in your, at your house. Uh, that's competition to bringing people into the stadium. So fan experience is very, very important. And uh, with that, I think we look at everything. From the moment you leave your driveway to the moment you get back into your driveway, what does your experience look like? And that will be a part of what we talk about with the modernization of Memorial Stadium. It isn't just about once you get to your seat and what the experience is in the seat and do you have video boards and all that. Those are important, but it is really your full game day experience. So um, I think everybody around the country sort of takes that similar approach. What you're seeing at some of these older stadiums like Neyland Stadium, uh, and I had been at University of Tennessee before coming to the Huskers, so I've got a decent understanding of, of what that stadium looks like and what they're doing. Um, they are going to try to make it a little bit smaller. 
Um, yes. I think that the idea is, um, well, they even ripped out their upper level, um, about three or four sections and put in a beer garden um, up yep. there. Mm -hmm. Video board on that north end and under the video board, they had a, a full bar with just some ledges. Uh, what they have seen since introducing that is that actually brought a younger demographic to the stadium that otherwise wouldn't come. Uh, mm -hmm. They would just rather go to a sports bar and watch the game. So instead of telling them to go to a sports bar and watch the game at a, at a sports bar, bring the sports bar to the stadium um, is, is sort of the concept that, that Tennessee introduced. And then their lower sideline uh, on the west side, so similar to our west sideline, uh, is 100 years old. The similarities between Memorial Stadium and Neyland Stadium are very pretty comparable. Neyland's 101, I think, uh, now, and, and Memorial's 100. So that was the original structure of the stadium. <clears throat> what they found at Tennessee is that needed to be basically reinforced. So all the steel and concrete <clears throat> needed to be updated. And so while they were updating that concrete and that steel, they might as well go ahead and, and introduce some chairback seats and put a club space underneath the west sideline. So that's how that that concept for them came about. It is a little bit similar to what we, we have with, with the east balcony. So mm -hmm. east balcony um, is an original part of the stadium, really, and, and it needs some enhancement. Uh, there were some structural things about it. It was still safe, but in order for us to preserve it moving forward, we needed to do some work, waterproofing, et cetera, um, some safety features that needed to be introduced. So it, it was not ideal uh, for us to introduce East Balcony going from uh, bleacher seats into a club section. Mm. Uh, but just from a timing perspective, we had no other choice. So we had to introduce that this upcoming year uh, instead of putting it into the modernization plan. So, so as far as like the South Stadium and, and whatnot that goes, I had to since this is we're talking college football here. I got a chance to um, tour UNLV's new stadium out there in Las Vegas, and uh, one of the things that I noticed about the new UNLV stadium is is that they have um, like on one end on the on on the one end of the stadium is where they bring all the the field in and out because they grow that field outdoors and they bring it back in every time. And it's actually elevated so that they can crawl underneath it. That's a whole nother thing. But one of the ends, like the club seating is literally like couches that they have with tables in front of them. And they have like service where they bring people. I have pictures of where I'm sitting in one of those and literally on the field, like the end zone is right there at the bottom, like right by my feet is of where I'm sitting. And so I think we talked about this uh, when, when I was out there with my son for, for uh, the Wisconsin game. And in the South Stadium, there's that whole section there where you guys could literally like take it because it's mostly like storage area under there right now and create like a whole environment kind of like that where you're on the field, make it like a luxury suite kind of beer garden, but full bar, something like that, right? And rebuild all of that. I mean, is that in the idea book at all or anything? <laughs> yes and right i mean it's it, i think it's built into all those concepts we're, we're really wanting to be as creative as we possibly can and to your point rob like they, they at you you call it unlv stadium i i know it as the raiders stadium oh see um, i'm not allowed to say raiders on oh, this show anymore yeah. So, yeah. i understand yeah. so the um they've literally brought the living room to the stadium yeah. right mm -hmm. I and mean, that was the concept so it's the, the fan experience has changed a lot. I, I don't think anybody wants to be cramped into a, a small seat anymore, um, wait in long lines for a restroom, have to walk down 40 flights of stairs to go to a, a portalette underneath the stands. Though, so when we think about South Stadium, um, first of all, it is not connected to the rest of the stadium. In order for you to get to the west sideline, 
or the West Concourse or East Concourse. You have to go on the field level um, and then walk all the way around or even exit the stadium to stand back in. Uh, that is not what we want, right? We want there to be a unified concourse. We want to make sure that it's all, all connected. Um, those fans have the same level of amenities that you can get in other parts of the stadium, uh, that they don't have to walk up and down a lot of flights of stairs. So egress is important. Um, restrooms are important. Uh, all of those things we view as being barriers to people coming into the stands. Um, so the, that, I don't know exactly what the concepts are going to look like, but I can tell you just on a basic, basic level, wider seats, more comfortable seats. 74% people said that was the biggest complaint about Memorial Stadium. Shorter lines at concept stands, shorter lines at restrooms. Um, if you can get a, a few extra items, if you can have a beer in the stadium, people would be interested in that. So <laughs> those are sort of the, the things that, that I would say yeah. are probably the top priority. You know, you had you were uh, when we were doing one of the tours. I can't remember which one it is at this point, but we were in the, the west press box, and we were looking across to the east side, same same level. But like we were talking, and you know, we'll go back to here. South Stadium discuss the the concept of, of rebuilding South Stadium at some in some fashion to where it's I I like talking about like how you get people in and around the stadium, the mobility of moving up but moving around. Like you were saying, if you're up at that level, and and you were great about it. You're like, I'm not complaining. The last thing I'm doing is I'm not complaining here. But if I want to go to the other side and talk to somebody at the same level, you got to go all the way down, go to the ground level, walk around, go back up. Right. And it just seems to make sense in the process of doing these updates the way we're doing it to eventually maybe have a way where if you're up at a higher level, you can walk around the concourse up high concourses down low. Of course, the, the three, the full 360 one. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it. Uh, the, the new north project is built with a future enhancement not the first enhancement but a future one of where they can you know be able to elevate her up to the north state you know north seats in the northeast corner and just things like that how you can get move people around in mm -hmm. different ways so you don't have as many bottlenecks and stuff that that's as big and as important as anything because you know we are trying to retrofit some things into an old stadium but i saw something on twitter somebody the other day said you know wouldn't it be cheaper just to to build a new one somewhere else and Jeez. I didn't even have to respond because they had so much that this, this poor person had so much negative stuff said back to them. It's like, of course, of course that's not going to happen. I mean, Memorial stadium is a cathedral of that's football, just, but, right. but, but it's doing it right here. And, 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 and really in some ways we even get the benefits of it. We get the benefits of the history and the tradition and you just, you got to find ways to kind of retrofit it with, but something. there's a compromise too. I mean, you sure. can't, you, and, like, and fans, I think, probably are willing to understand for some everybody there's always a a, a, a faction of people that are going to be unreasonable about everything hmm. but but it's a hundred year old stadium you know and, and like we, the reality is it's a hundred years old we want to keep it we're gonna ha it's gonna have to be a gentle kind of manipulation hmm. of the situation it just is you know we, we when you gave us one of those tours you talked about tread depth you know and i didn't know what that meant you know, but you know, like, well, actually, Trevor talked about tread depth, and then I asked you to explain it to me, and then you did. You know, and the, it's a real problem because you start looking around, like, yep, it's going to be an issue because it's it's all about like this much distance between all the seats. So, it, the obstacles that you guys have to overcome, um, and 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 the how, how creative you have to be in, in pleasing all these fans that are fanatic about their their program <laughs> while keeping a cathedral. Um, you know, pristine and untouched in some ways, yet yeah. modernized. Like we ask a lot. We really do ask yeah. a lot. Tyler has 
this has to be the fiftieth time I've asked him if we can get the the, the screens off the corners and, and yeah, expose. Exactly. You know, he's got to exactly. be. You know, and I can only imagine. You know, I'm one of a thousand people that that ask him these For same sure. things over and over again. But that's it, it is that balancing act that you guys do. But you do a great it, job with this, Tyler. I mean, I, it's not lost. It's not I, lost. I would bet that if you donated enough money, Honky, you could have whatever you'd want done out there in the stadium. So you know, and it happens that Tyler has a pen for you right now. Well, I yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I can write a check. There's no problem with the check. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whether it, yeah, it might bounce a couple times, but uh, yeah, I can write you one. Well, let, no, let's I move. Like you, you gotta. Um, you said it's you know that I've got to be creative. We have to be creative. You should. Everyone should be very, very um, confident that there are some really smart engineers out there that are going to solve a lot of these problems. Uh, there are a lot of very, very unique challenges that will come with modernization of Memorial Stadium. It. It's we're talking about a big footprint. Uh, we're mm. talking about a significant pride point in the entire state. Um, and there's a lot of people that have had seats in sections for very, very long. Mm. And the last thing that we want to do is disrupt that. Right. We we know there's going to be challenges. We know that some people are probably going to be disrupted. That's going to happen. Um, that's going to be hard for us all to navigate. And I think that's exactly why we're trying to be as thoughtful as we are to ensure that we don't make a decision that does not have long-term sustainability and doesn't make sense long-term. So uh, be patient with us. It, we're going to try to do the best we possibly can. Uh, I can't guarantee that we're going to hit 100% um, on all of the concepts that we outlined and everything that we want to do. But because it is 100 years old and there are these unique challenges, it's going to be a significant project. Uh, but the commitment from Trev, our leadership, uh, the architects that we're going to have, the engineering mm -hmm. firms we're going to have, uh, it is going to last for another 100 years. And that's the biggest piece of this is we've had it for 100 years and we want to make sure that it's around for another 100 years. And that is one thing, too, about having Trev as our AD. Um, I think he I think he uh, garners a lot of trust with Husker fans. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and when you send surveys out like that to get feedback from the fans directly, season ticket holders directly, it goes a long way in satiating some of that unreasonableness that it's kind of inherent in a, in a, in a population this big, that's that fanatic about one thing. <laughs> so it's, it, your job is not easy. I'm like, I, I would never, I would never downplay how difficult it is to make. I, we can't decide on what we're going to get for dinner in my house. Sometimes <laughs> that's four, that's like four people, you know, so to, to, to please an entire fan base, I cannot imagine it, but I can say this. I know honky feels this way. I'm sure the rest of the red cast guys do. We trust Trev. He's he, he's as, as far as we're concerned, he's one of us. And 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 I every time I hear him talk, he talks about service. He talks about he talks about the fans. He he he's a giver, you know. And I feel like he just wants the best for the program. And that goes a long way for me in terms of if if something's going to happen that seems on the surface a little bit radical, you know. If you're going to take the, the the stadium population down, like whoa, are we going to do that? Because forever that number was so important. It's like. Yeah, let's watch and see what he does. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I can trust this guy. It goes, it, it goes a long way, and I feel like right now you guys are are, are well within that trust tree. So <laughs> continue. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We, we talk a lot about, and this really comes from Trev, unity of purpose, right? We want to make mm -hmm. sure that we're all falling open in the same direction. Uh, so whether that's that's me and fundraising, someone on our marketing team, our event management team, we all want to make sure that everything we do has purpose and it's the same purpose. Uh, and I think that is really to serve our student athletes and serve our fans and our donors and, and supporters. I mean, I, that's that's really it. That's why I'm here. I'm here to to 
provide resources back to our team to give our teams the best chance to win games, to create the best environments for them to compete in, and then find ways to connect donors and supporters back to the program that they love. I mean, it's, awesome. it's really it in the most simplistic way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Boomer, before we get to, to question three, do you have any questions from the, the audience? I thought I saw one from uh, Brewmaster Bill in there. Yeah, we do. And it kind of ties into some of the things you've been touching on. Uh, first, thanks for coming on, Tyler. And uh, has the athletic department seen any changes in season ticket sales since Trev announced the discount for the upcoming season? You can speak to that. Yes, yeah, so we're currently in the renewal phase right now of, of season tickets. So we, yep, so there you go. So hockey got his in the mail. So you should have the ability to go online and look online as well as um, you should be getting a paper renewal in the mail if you're a current season ticket holder. We've had several thousand people put their name on the interest list to be able to get season tickets uh, this season. So I think in a combination of um, the excitement behind Coach Rule and what Coach Rule's staff is doing right now, in addition to that $320 ticket. So if you're not familiar with this, uh, season tickets, and this does not include any type of priority seating donations. This is just the face value of the ticket, if you will. Those used to be $420. Trev announced a couple weeks ago that we are, well, several weeks ago now at this point, uh, those will be $320 for the upcoming year. That's a $100 discount per seat um, in honor of the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium. So uh, really neat deal. Uh, we've seen a lot of positive feedback from that. Um, so we're, we're excited. I think a lot of other people are excited uh, to get seats and renew their seats. So you can still enroll in, in payment plans. If you have season tickets, there's payment plans available as well. So we offer a three-month payment plan at this point. Um, so I encourage you to go online or, or get that paper renewal in the mail and, and submit it back. Outstanding. All right. Well, let's go to number three, Wax on, Wax off with Tyler Guy. And uh, this is how's, – how's the PBR at PBA going? Now, I don't even know if PBR is on the uh, on the tab there. I can't remember. If but not, it should be. If not, it should be, right? But um, regardless, we've since we talked to you last, last year we talked about alcohol sales and it was a future discussion. Well, now right. here we are, you know, we're a few months or, you know, three, four months now into basketball, having had it, you know, what are the early results uh, that you're seeing? What's the potential now for that to maybe go into other facilities, you know, Hawks, you know, field, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, what's the uh, outcome so far? Yeah, I would say we've learned quite a bit. So the, just even the way we've laid some things out, we, we've had, I hesitate to call them growing pains because they're not necessarily growing pains, but I think as we've all sort of navigated this together, um, there are some things we changed at PBA, um, changing the way we did wristbanding. So folks that have to get that to show their ID to get in line to get a beer um, or a mixed drink, uh, we've amended some of those processes and procedures with, um, in concert with PBA and our partners over there. Uh, we tried to, to streamline even the offerings at concession stands to speed up lines at concession stands. These are sort of the, the things probably even if you go back and look on the show that I talked about, our biggest concern is it being a negative experience for fans mm-hmm. when they come into the venue um, to, to buy a beer. We, we don't want folks to have a negative experience. So once we realized there were some, some things that could be updated and changed within how it's, it's being distributed, uh, we try to fix it. And, and I think even if you're seeing some more of those things right now, um, please let us know. I mean, we're always trying to make, make sure we've got improvements on that process. But overall, Honky, I think that the experience has been very positive. We have not had mm-hmm. significant issues in the venue uh, with folks uh, being overserved or um, being outlandish. Um, I think everyone's been, been conducting themselves like adults um, and have been able to consume it responsibly 
and it's added another element to the fan experience that I think a lot of people have enjoyed. Um, so that, I think that's, that's overall, it's a positive. So to be determined on now where we take this, um, if we take it into volleyball and into football, I think those are, there's still some barriers there that we're trying to work through, but, um, generally speaking, it's been very positive at PBA. Jamie, oh, question. My oh, seats are in the east balcony in the family since the 60s. Now I get to upgrade to club seats. I'm thrilled. We're, we are way excited. Awesome, Jamie. And Jamie, uh, he uh, runs one of the Facebook groups, Trust in the Huskers, I believe. So, uh, like yeah, Jamie's, a, Jamie's a, a great uh, Redcast fan there. Um, I love hearing the positive feedback about that, too, because Twitter, the cesspool <laughs> that Twitter is, is that, or even, even on Facebook, a lot of, I'm sure in Jamie's group, we hear a lot of negative comments about that. And the fact of the matter, it's just going to be better for everyone. It, it just is. It's going to look nicer. The people that are sitting there, it's going to be a nicer experience. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it, uh, I'll echo that, too, Rob. Jamie, I'm thrilled that you're thrilled about it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's a great decision to stay there. They're, they're incredible seats. Unbelievable sight lines. Uh, the chairbacks are going to be fantastic. So I'm glad to hear that you're you you view it as a positive experience too, and also that your families have those seats for 60 years. So that's a long time support. So we appreciate that as well. How cool is that? That's, that's got to so, feel good. Too, so many that's exactly what you're talking about. You don't want to displace people doing this for years and years and years, and you got somebody telling you, you know. You take your wins where you get them, right? You know, good feedback's good feedback. I'll t- I would, yeah. I mean, that's that's been the that's been the Husker football motto for the last like five years, anyway. So you know, yeah, take your wins no, where you can get them. I I think I think uh, you know what you mentioned with like you know the alcohol sales. I Trev, there was the there was the instance uh, about a month ago where you know there was some slow service during one of the games, and what I appreciate about it is that number one. This is nothing unique to Nebraska. I was at the Oklahoma game in Norman a year ago in 2021, and their athletic director had to come out and do, say the exact same thing. And they've been selling that, you know, at the football stadium for a couple of years prior to that. But they just had they had a slow day and it was slow. But what I appreciate about Trev is that it's not like he sat on his hands. I mean, he went right after that that issue. And within a week or two, there's they're following up with another. These are the changes we've made. And and we hope that, you know, we hope you see immediate benefits tomorrow, but it will get better the time after that. It'll get better the time after that. And I, I swear to God, if I if I sound like a football coach here, it's get one percent better every well, day or every game. But, but keep keep improving from the from the fans, though, too. A thoughtful feedback is important, not just reacting and being emotional about it. Like if you if you have some thoughts about it, give it to him. I feel like Trev's very receptive yeah. to that when I listen to the radio show. He gets a lot of calls like mm-hmm. that, and he, I, I, I can see him jot stuff down. So it's it's if you have a complaint, then verbalize it, but do it in a way that you yeah. that they can understand it and, and possibly fix it. Just if you call him a bitch, okay, well, <laughs> do that to your wife. I mean, I don't know what you you know. You can't please that necessarily. Yeah. Uh man. Well, let's move on to number four here, and that is the last one here. Red white game, spring game, April twenty second. At 1 p.m., uh, I posted something today, and this was uh, this was on on three, and uh, they said that uh, as of Thursday at noon, uh, University of Nebraska. Uh, so this is last Thursday. University of Nebraska spokesperson said more than 36,000 tickets have been sold. It's safe to say by Monday morning today that number should be near over 40,000. I think we have an update here, Tyler. Where are we at? Yeah, we are over 40,000, so we're close to that 42,000 mark, which is fantastic. Holla. So. It's been, yeah, really, really great. And we, you know, prior to us even going live, we were just talking about spring games and 
the commitment is pretty incredible. I would say that the common theme over the years is these spring games are less and less important. A lot of coaches don't even really want to do these spring games anymore. They'd rather get that private practice, one more private practice in, uh, instead of having a, a public outing. Um, so the fact that we're getting 40,000 people to come and choose to come is, is pretty outstanding. Uh, I think that we've even found over the last couple of years is this is a showcase of Husker spirit. And you better believe kids watch that, right? They see mm -hmm. that for spring practice, we've got 40,000 people in the stadium uh, that are excited about football and, and I think are, are interested in watching the football game. So um, it, it's pretty awesome that we've mm -hmm. got a special and we're saying forty-two thousand right now, but I mean, are there any are there any limitations right now? And, and other off seasons, there have been times where a part of the stadium's closed, so they can only get you know sixty or sixty-five. And right now, I mean, if if can we get pretty much maybe other than east balcony, I don't know, but like, can we pretty much get almost a full stadium in if if the people are there to buy them? Theoretically, yes, yeah. So the only space that wouldn't be open is east balcony. It's under construction, so. If you're to look at the stands right now, that you know the east balcony is empty. All the bleachers are out, um, so we're working on. Once the weather gets a little bit better, we'll start working on waterproofing it, and putting mm -hmm. in those chair backs. But that would be the only space, really. So up to this point, we're trying to keep people in the lower bowl um, as much as possible. So we have not opened 600 level. So when you go in and buy seats on Best Available, you're going to be placed in the lower bowl, uh, north and south stadium as well. But Theoretically, yes. If we got to a point where we needed to open up 600 level, we would have to open up 600 level. And I would love yeah. that. So let's do it. That would well, be a great for, problem. For perspective, too. I, I mean, we're only 5,000 tickets away pretty much from selling out, say, Northwestern Stadium. And only like eight, like eight, ten thousand away from selling out Rutgers Stadium. An actual sellout, not like the Rutgers sure. game that we were at where um, those weren't black shirts in the seats. Those were actually just <laughs> empty seats. So, yeah, No, I, right. I mean, look, this is – this is something a hallmark of what Husker fans do. And, and, and I mean, Rob, you've been down for a number of these uh, spring games now, Mac, you and I, heck, we were sitting next to you that at one of them two years ago. Um, so windy that day. this is such a, it's such a, a, a I think a, a unique experience to Nebraska that Michigan last year had like 15,000 or something at theirs. And they were coming oh. off of a college football playoff, sure. you know, and, and they're a big blue blood of football. And, and here we are, this is something that we do. And I think especially this offseason with, with Coach Rule being here, and, and a, what a great way to welcome them. These coaches that have already made such a such an effort to go around the state. And, I mean, they, they've hit the, the panhandle. They've hit every little, you know, every school yeah. along the way. I, I mentioned this to the coaches that, that go to the coaches' clinics, and I've gone to coaches' clinics since, since the Solich oh. era. I'm like, we need a record turnout at the coaches' clinic. You know, in I think essence, you can maybe see it too. I hope, I hope we I see it because it, or at, to least me, a, at least an escalation. Yeah, show show that support and reverse that 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 we've had with Coach Foley and and Coach Rule and those guys going out to all those places. Bring it back. Well, the same thing with the fans. You know that Coach Rule and this staff yeah. and Trev, they they are going out to the state as they should, and and they would. The beauty of this, you know, Tyler, I've I've seen you say some of the same things I've I've seen um, Coach Rule say, where you you go, it's. I'm not doing anything special. It's it's not it's, it's my job. It's my job to give a tour. It's my job to do that stuff. But it doesn't mean that it's not appreciated. Oh, and and sure. same thing with Coach Rule. When he goes, you know what? It's our job that you know we're supposed to go out there and meet you know the the coaches across the state. We're supposed to do those yeah. things. It's, it's we're not doing anything special. But it is special. It that is, is special. that is what Nebraska football is and the history and the tradition yeah. of this. And I I go back to to 1961. Devaney gets here in his first offseason before he ever coached a game. 
at Nebraska. He went all across the state, and it was kind of, you know kind of just a, a tour to get people support, just to say that Nebraska, you know, you're important out there in Shadron. You're important out there in Valentine. We need you in McCook. We need you all over the place. This is Nebraska football is best when everybody is is all behind it. And what I've seen this staff do already to go out and try to kind of harness some of that energy. I, that. I, I want the same yeah. thing in return and come back Redcasters. Tell your neighbors, tell your every friend and friend, you know, get them back to Lincoln that weekend. Let's sell that stadium out. And, and, and if we get a couple of recruits out of it, even bonus. Well, in hockey, you're, you're hitting it right on the head, man. It's the, the thing that I've said since I've, I've gotten here and I, I grew up a Husker. Okay. So I, I was, I was born in Nebraska. I remember watching the get the teams in the nineties vividly. Those, those memories are etched into my brain. So it's not like I don't, I came here and when I was working here and had to start from zero, right. I've had some background, but the level of ownership that Huskers take into the program uh, is truly unparalleled. There is no other, no other fan base in the country that takes the level of ownership and I think the thing that I appreciate about the most about that is that it isn't just buying apparel and representing on social media or, you know, uh, being, you know, boisterous with support. It's, it's actually showing up. It is coming to games, buying tickets, buying the apparel, uh, watching games on TV, traveling, right? Everywhere we go, there are thousands of people that come. When I went out to Rutgers, there were, there were people that I knew that live out in Western Nebraska that I bumped in on the concourse of, of that stadium hmm. and I didn't know they were coming. Right. And they said, yeah, well, we, we found a really easy flight to come into New York. And so we decided we'd come over. That's incredible. And that does not happen everywhere else. And so I think a little bit, even what you're talking about in the, the level of, of um, seriousness that I take within my job is that I know that there's a lot of people that spend their hard earned money on coming to Memorial Stadium, coming to Lincoln, supporting. And so it's simply my job to reciprocate that generosity. And so if there's ever anything I can do to reciprocate generosity to people, I want to do it. Um, I want people to see, I want them to feel as if they've been seen and they're appreciated. And that when you do drive in from Chagrin or you drive in from Lexington or Des Moines or Kansas City, or you fly in from Scottsdale, you come from Fort Collins, we appreciate you. Right. We appreciate what you do. It's important to us. So uh, don't back down. Uh, it's been it's been tough. But if we stick together, and we have that unity of purpose as a fan base. We're going to be OK. I promise. And you mean every word you say, too, because I can just tell you that that uh, mm. your hospitality was amazing when when we when I was out there. And, and I'd uh, second that for sure. Yeah, it was it was seriously when, when you and I uh, met up in New York. Like I, I expected we hang out, have like a beer or two. And we ended up hanging out the entire night until I had to walk back and catch a train around like 11 o'clock or midnight that night. It was, it was, a, it was the uh, Thursday night before the game, I think it was. And seriously, and these guys that we met too, like I, I you, I'm sure you remember their story. You probably remember their names. I, I mean, they, they were guys, one guy flew out from Seattle, another guy from Arizona, another guy from Wisconsin. They're like college fraternity brothers or something. And, once a year they met on a road game and they just happened to be sitting in the same bar that you and I met up at. And we watched the Husker volleyball game that night. And I mean, we just sat there. I mean, I seriously, I, every time I looked up, my beer was full. I didn't even know what was happening. And, and then, and then, and then you were kind enough. You, 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 you 
you met up with me or well, I was there already, but my sister came and met up with us and we went out to dinner together and just had, I mean, it was just, it was an awesome experience. And, and, uh, I can only imagine what the people who are actually giving you money get. (laughs) (laughs) And and to your point there, Rob, too, I I think I'm sure you were on the, the tour with me, but we were doing one of the tours and, we're walking over that overpass between uh, the Hawks Championship Center and, and Memorial Stadium. And you look out the glass and somebody's walking in there and you know who they are and you knock on the glass and you, and you say hi to the person. You yell loud enough they can – and you know the names and everything. I mean, you just – You knew their name, their profession, where they work, their address. You knew all their grandchildren's children and children. He's, I mean, he's, no, he's I'm good. not even joking, though. He really he's good with did. The pen. He's good with the pen. Well uh, – Appreciate the kind words, gentlemen. I really do. I, I again, I, if you ever hear me complain about my job, remind me what I do every day. I, I live a pretty good life, uh, and oh, I, I love what I get to do every day. It's mm-hmm. fun. Well, we're going to go to, to parting shots, but before. Hey, Redcasters, be sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to be notified about our latest videos. That's a good reminder. I, for, I forgot that, reminder. I forgot that I actually did a, a voiceover on that one. I, I, I have one also that's a, a mute one, and I talk over it. So I, I screwed that up. In your voice Re- on that regardless, one. what I what we're telling people is <laughs> like and like and subscribe. Tell your friends about uh, the show. Uh, share it around. That, that's the best way to do it. But uh, let's get to some parting shots here. And uh, we're going to start here with uh, – I'll start. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll start. And, oh, of course, God. we always end with I'll our go get guests. a drink. I'll be back in a few. Yeah. No, no, this will be quick here. Um <laughs> This is a, a a doppelganger. So I am apparently, you know, the, the smallest picture. Okay, so well, <laughs> well for me, I have I have another one. I have another one. Job, here, this is uh oh uh, EJ Barthel uh, posted this, and a Husker fan podcast said looking as much like Husker uh, Husker Honky as ever. And I've got a little bit more of a of a close up. Okay, I see it here. This one I well, that's do. Probably the best example. That's the <laughs> best example. That coach rule looks like me there. Yep. Okay, there are other times where I don't see it. That one I see it. Cheeks. That one's the cheeks, and it's uh, you know kind of the the squinty eyes there as as he's talking. I see it. So there you go, Redcast Nation. I am the the official doppelganger there. You're not even wearing your smock tonight either. I'm super disappointed. Well, I can't wear it every time. You know, I gotta I gotta. You gotta wear it on the next tour that we go on because I get you. I bet you anything will get like better access. Like somebody will screw up and let you into like a place we're not supposed to be. And, And his first name's Matt. We yeah, even I know. So like, we'll just keep lie. saying Matt out loud. And yeah, I bet you anything. You know, maybe we'll get to see the locker rooms or something. Yeah, like, that's my Halloween. If they ask him to go over the roster, you'll know it. <laughs> yeah, I'll know, you know? It. <laughs> I'll, I'll know it, and he'll well, know it too. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go to Redcast Rob. Parting shot. Well, uh, parting shot. Well, first of all, again, Tyler, I love having you on the show. Even even best part is is that like I could text you tomorrow, just kind of hey, what's up? How's the family? And and that conversation will you know be exactly the same as it is right here. And and I and that's one thing I love about you. And and you know it's good. I, I call you a friend, and and I think that that's a a true assessment of our relationship. And, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you again. I'll be out for the spring game again this year already. Everything's in the plans. Although I may be coming out a little bit earlier because I'm going to be playing some golf, I think when I'm out there and then we've got some kind of like thing going on on the Friday night before, I think at the Hale varsity club. So I would just love to see you and, and throw back a few again, you know, and, and, and hang out, you know, hopefully the, the wife and kids. Cause I think, are you expecting again? Did I, did I, 
hear that, right? So yes. congratulations on that. I know that's happening really soon, and and uh, I hope that's okay that I put that out there. But I know that's <laughs> that's I know that's number two for you, and and I'm super stoked for you because now you and I can just talk about the lack of sleep that we both are getting these days. So. All right, Boomer. Okay, well, I uh, just want to thank Tyler for coming on tonight. And uh, kind of one of the things he was talking about earlier tonight uh, before the show is, you know, with his with his other kid, how much, how many sporting events they've gone to and been able to take out. And that's just something I just want to remind all the Husker fans. I know we talk about this kind of being an off season because football's, you know, kind of in a lull and basketball is well, basketball right now. But uh, there's tons of other Husker sports to go out to. And Tyler's listed all the all the events he's been able to take his kids to. I mean, right now you've got, you know, gymnastics going. There's rifle. There's tennis. There's, you know, uh, softball playing here soon and baseball starting soon. So Wrestling. take an opportunity to take your kids and out to some of these other sporting events. You know, they're cheap, if not free in some cases. And I know the teams would appreciate it. And just another way for you to show your support as a Husker and a Husker fan. It's not just a one sport, sport school here. So go out and do that, folks. Very good. Right. Mac? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, this is more of a personal one. But I saw that when, when somebody posted the uh, – the uh, Google Earth had updated the pictures and over overhead Memorial Stadium. I quickly went to my lawn and they updated the picture over <laughs> over at my house and it's after I've taken over the yard and my stripes are beautiful. <laughs> and I sent the picture to my brother because his yard at the same time he was installing it, so it's dirt. So I completely won that conversation. But also, uh, the the spring game for me, for my family, for my son and I, it it is one of our premier Husker events of the season, and it, yeah. it's it's it's. It's low-key in the fact that we're not going to lose that day, so it's just all game day experience. And and if you got young ones out there, I encourage you to take them to this because you're just not going to find a better setting. Everyone's in a good mood. There's merch. It's 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 exactly like a game day environment in terms of like tailgating and the merchandise and and the fan day or the game day experience. It's such it's such a good way to get them to absorb the Husker game day experience. It, it infects them. He talks about it all the time. He's like making sure I got the tickets and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So um, if you got young ones out there, get them to the game. It's, it's a great family experience and uh, it's, you know, it's in the spring. It's just a beautiful time to go. So I encourage everybody to go out and do that. Yeah. I, I'll echo what you said there. Uh, my son, I've, I've mentioned before, Alex, he's autistic. He, he's had issues with big crowds and loud noises. And the way that I got him back into the stadium because I, I took him when he was really young one time, and there were some big booms from the fireworks, and he didn't like that as much. But uh, so we had a couple of years where, where we couldn't go back. But uh, I got him back into the stadium during spring games, awesome. and did that two years in a row, and then that's what finally led to getting him into a, a couple of actual games. So uh, no, that's a great point, and, and it is a great family environment. Well, Tyler, take us out of here, buddy. Yeah. So my parting shot would just be: I appreciate what you guys do. Uh, Y'all are amazing. Thanks for. All the positivity you promote out on social media, doing this podcast. It's good to see you guys having a lot of success um, with Herdat and um, Hale Varsity Club and everything. I appreciate your promotion and, and having me back on. It's been a lot of fun. So hopefully it won't be too long before I see you guys again and I'm back on the show. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, until next time, Redcasters, that was another Go Big Redcast. Go Big Red. Heard at Sports Network Production.